Planning for your financial future is a lot like solving a puzzle. Sometimes it's simple, like a jigsaw puzzle. You have all the pieces and you just need to find out how they all fit together to reveal the solution. But sometimes planning for retirement is more like a crossword puzzle. You don't even know the answers to some of the clues, let alone how they all fit together. Like how much can I expect to get from Social Security? How much income do I need in retirement? Or how much risk is appropriate? That's why certified financial planner Dan Capril is here to host Solving the Financial Puzzle. On today's show, we want you to learn more about finding the right answers to your financial questions and how those answers can fit together to bring you more peace of mind. So get ready. Solving the Financial Puzzle starts now. Thanks for joining us as always here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. I'm Walter Storholt, and it's time to join in with Dan Capril, Nikki Early, and the great team, of course, at Matson and Capril. Now, Dan will kick us off this week. He's a certified financial planner and your local wealth coach serving Cincinnati and the Dayton area as well. You can get in touch by calling 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Or go online to quizdan.com. We're going to give you so many chances to get in touch with the team. So many different ways that you can plug in and connect with Dan and the team at Matson and Capril this week. Uh, excited to share this information with you. Uh, Dan, thanks for being here this week. How are you, sir? I uh, couldn't be better, although as of today, I am a year older, but um, I'm getting through it just fine. Well, happy birthday. I knew you were Thank keeping you. it a secret and that it was going to be sneaking up on us. Who knew it would be today? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was going <laughs> to, you, you, you took my chance away to say congratulations on the big four zero, you know, I was, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a bit late on that one. You're about 13 years late on that. One, I was going to try and spot you a few years, but uh, unfortunately can't do that. Uh, lots, <laughs> lots on the docket today. So much to cover. Uh, let's not waste any time, Dan, because one thing we like to do each and every week here on the show is answer our listeners questions. If you want to ask a question, you can go to quizdan.com and we'll feature it on the show. You can also uh, get a chance to win the book of the week, which will tell you what that is later on in today's show. Here's some of the recent questions we got. First stop is in Mason, and we'll talk with Jackie. Uh, I should have just said Jackie Mason, I, I guess. Uh, yeah, pretty, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I'm sure she combo. hears that now and then. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming the, Jackie's a woman, yeah. Not the first time. Should I be making any changes to my portfolio right now to account for the volatility in the market? I bet that's probably common question number one you're getting right now, Dan. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's a very difficult question for me to answer for you specifically, Jackie. Let me just tell you the approach that we take when we work with people when it comes to this issue. First of all, when you're building a portfolio for your long-term strategy, negative years such as this one should already be part of the plan. In other words, you should already anticipate them coming and already have a strategy in place for when that occurs. It's kind of like if you've ever taken a, um, a cruise, one of the first things they have you do, and they, and they have you do it before it leaves port, is they do what's called a muster drill. And you're basically, you're, you're given your life jacket, you're told exactly where to go, and they say, look, you know, we don't expect to hit an iceberg, but if we do, this is the drill. This is where you're gonna go, this is your spot, this is your lifeboat, etc." And too often when it comes to investing, we understand that long-term investing means we're gonna have to deal with some volatility, uh, but we really don't think it through. We don't really think about what we're going to do when those moments occur. So when we're working with a client, one of the first things that we do is we lay that strategy out. And I show them, look, under this strategy, here's what your worst year has been over the last 40 years. And then I show them statistically what their, last, uh, what their worst year is very likely to be, you know, give or take a 5% margin of error. But more importantly, one of the things that we lay out for them is our rebalancing strategy. Because I don't believe, uh, if you listen to this show, you know I don't believe that the markets are predictable. I don't believe in reading charts. I don't believe that I can get information before anyone else gets it. No one can. So for example, if your equities are down, let's say large US is a big part of your portfolio and it's down and it's down below your target range. Well, now's the right time to do some rebalancing where you maybe are moving some money out of your fixed income portion of your portfolio and buying more large U.S. simply because prices are low. Now, sometime in the future, the opposite's likely to occur. Large U.S. stocks will go up. They'll be a higher percentage of your portfolio than they should be based on your plan, and you should sell a little bit of those and put the money in fixed income. So I don't believe that you should be making changes to your portfolio based on what you think is going to happen next month, next year. What I do think you need to do, though, is have a strategy in place that ultimately accounts for these moments before they happen 
and then rebalance to those situations. So with our clients right now, that's really what we're doing. We're just rebalancing the portfolios. So just be a little careful of that, that, Jackie. So good question, Jackie. Thanks for writing that one into quizdan.com. Something that's uh, common. A lot of people have this on their minds right now. And uh, there you go. Some of the strategies, some of the ways to look at this the right way. Another question from Frank as we hop over to Kettering to get this one. He says, I'm 65 and considering a life insurance policy to help replace my pension income in case my wife outlives me by several years. Is it unusual for someone to be buying life insurance at my age? Well, in that specific example that you've given, Frank, no, that's not unusual at all. In fact, that's an excellent reason to consider it. What we call this is a pension maximization strategy. And essentially, as you may know, when you get ready to retire, you're often, if you have a pension, if you're fortunate enough to have one of these pensions that pays you a lifetime income, um, usually what they'll do is they'll give you some options. They'll say, okay, Frank, do you want to have hypothetically $5,000 a month for the rest of your life? Or would you like to have $4,000 a month for as long as you and your wife live? So they're basically giving you a, a death benefit, if you will. Now, here is Frank's dilemma. He's, he knows that if, if he's going to live longer than his wife, then he should obviously take the $5,000, right? He should take the one that's just based on his life. But of course, he doesn't know that, and he knows statistically most of the time women outlive men. But that's, not, that's obviously not, not a guarantee. So what Frank's in a position of having to do is, is guess, you know, what happens? Because if Frank takes the lower of the two, if he takes the benefit that's designed to pay with both he and his wife are alive, well, if his wife dies first, guess what? Frank's stuck. He's still getting four grand a month when he could have had five. Now, if you think about that, he's giving up $12,000 a year. And in truth, he's really buying a life insurance policy doing it this way, where he's paying $12,000 a year for a life insurance policy that only works if he dies first. If his wife dies first, he's going to pay that $12,000 for the rest of his life. Now, who would ever buy that type of life insurance policy? So instead, what Frank should consider, what you should consider, Frank, is maybe what you do is you go ahead and you take the life-only option on yourself, five grand a month, hypothetically. And then with some of that difference between the five and the four, whatever the amount is in your specific case, you're going to take that money and you're going to go out and buy your own life insurance policy. And you're going to buy as much death benefit as you can get for that $12,000 a year. And then should your wife predecease you, well, then you can cancel the policy and, of course, still get the $5,000 a month. Now, you could certainly choose to keep the policy if you wanted to. Or if it had cash value, you could access that. You probably are going to want to go with a permanent policy. But this is a very good strategy that too often gets overlooked. Now, sometimes the difference between the benefit on one worker's uh, life and the combined between the worker and the spouse, sometimes the difference isn't that big that it makes sense doing the strategy I just recommended. But if there's a number of years difference between the husband and wife, eight, nine, certainly 10 years, then clearly this is something you should at least look at before you check the pension boxes as to how you want your retirement income. Because once you check those boxes and go through in just about every case, I won't say all, but in just about every case, it's irrevocable. There are some complexities, and this is why it's, it's very important to work with, with somebody who understands it, who knows it, but it's useful. And um, I applaud you for at least considering that strategy. One thing we're doing here on Solving the Financial Puzzle this week is making it easier for you to get in touch and set up a time to meet with Dan to discuss these kinds of things. Is it unusual for me to be buying life insurance? Uh, should I be making changes to my portfolio right now? What are the best moves for me to make as I prepare for my financial future? And if you're asking yourself those kinds of questions, questions and you want to come in for a meeting, Dan, we've set up a really easy way for people to get in touch this week. We have. Yeah, really. I mean, all you have to do is on your phone, text the word consult, C-O-N-S-U-L-T. That's consult, C-O-N-S-U-L-T. Text that word to 555-888. 555-888. Text the word consult. And what's going to happen is you're going to be instantly be brought to my schedule, my calendar. And you're going to be able to click on there and reserve a time to meet with me. So take advantage of that. It's very simple. If you're driving, pull over. 555-888, text the word consult to that number. Off you go, and then my office will get back to you um, within 20, well, let's see, if you do this on Saturday, Monday morning, my office will get back to you, confirm the appointments, and you're all good to go. Make sure you get directions depending on which one of the offices you want to go to. So again, text the word consult 
to 555-8888. And again, offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky meet with Matson and Capril, Dan and his team, by texting the word CONSULT. C-O-N-S-U-L-T to 555-888. That's 555-888. Text the word CONSULT. Uh, One more question this week from uh, our listeners that came in on quizdan.com. This one's from Doug in Oakwood. Doug says, almost all of my savings are in my company 401k. I do worry about the tax implications I face when I retire, but since I cannot roll the money out until I leave the company, what else can I do? That's a good question, Doug. If you listen to this show a lot, you know that I talk a lot about the ticking tax time bomb accounts. And these are your 401ks, your 403bs, your IRAs. And the reason I call them ticking tax time bombs is simply because you are putting money in them now. You're deducting that money now while you're working, which is fabulous. But the problem, of course, is when you retire and you start pulling that money out, you're going to have to pay tax on that. And the money that you pull out of there can also affect whether or not you have to pay tax on your Social Security benefits. Now, of course, one of my biggest concerns is in light of all of the um, bad fiscal policy we see our government doing, that you could see tax rates go up in the future. I mean, you've got people running for president right now who are talking about free college. Now, if you've ever sent a child to college, you know there's (laughs) nothing free about it. So that money is going to have to come from somewhere, and the where it's going to come from is going to be higher taxation. And, and trust me, you know, they're going to tell you we're just going to tax billionaires. There aren't enough billionaires out there to tax. They're going to be taxing middle-income people who have worked very hard their whole life to have saved money. I mean, right now, on average, you may only actually own 80% of that account because the IRS has got a claim. they got a lien, if you will. So what can you do? Well, so in Doug's case, as he's just described it, my guess, Doug, you probably have worked maybe for one company most of, your, most of your life. Like most people, you've got all your money sitting in that 401k plan. You can't pull it out until you actually retire. You're obviously not ready to retire yet. So what can you do? I mean, can you, you can't convert it. Well, let me give you some suggestions. First of all, Doug, the first thing you want to do is find out if your company has a Roth 401k option. And so what that would allow you to do is it, to continue saving but you would be saving your money not on a pre-tax basis, but you would be saving your money on an after-tax basis. So therefore, the money that goes into the Roth 401k, and if you're over 50, you can put in 24500 Hopefully, your employer is going to match some of that. That money is going to go in after tax. Now, because it's going to go in after tax, Doug, you're going to owe more tax at the end of the year. But the idea here is you're putting the money in after tax. It can grow. And then later in life, you're going to be able to pull that portion out tax-free. So the first thing I'd suggest you do is consider capping what you're putting pre-tax and start putting money in a tax-free account like the Roth. Secondly, what you could consider doing is stop funding the 401k going forward, but only fund it, definitely fund it to what your company will match. But if you're putting in the max in every year, you might want to consider only putting in up to what they match. If, certainly, if they don't have a Roth option, you would do this. If they have a Roth option, keep saving the way you were saving. Just put in the Roth. But if they weren't, if they don't have that option, then maybe just put what is up to the match. Maybe that's 3% of your earnings, 4%, whatever your employer does. And then after that, take the extra money that you're going to get in your paycheck and start using that money to fund a Roth IRA, cash value, life insurance, grows tax deferred. You can access that later in life through loans and withdrawals tax-free. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, I, I earn too much, though. I can't put my money in a Roth. Well, then you can do what's called a backdoor Roth conversion, where you basically put the money in in a traditional IRA on day one, and then the very next day you can convert that to a Roth. There's a little bit of steps involved, and I, I would strongly recommend you give us a call so I can show you the steps to make sure you do them right. And if you have other IRA accounts, it can affect those. So it's a little complicated. But there are steps that you can do. With good planning. The last thing I want to tell you, Doug, is that if you're over 59 and a half, even though you're still working, there's a good chance that your employer will allow you to do what we call an in-service withdrawal. And what that does is that allows you at age 59 and a half to roll that money out to your own IRA, even though you're still working. And of course, by rolling it out, then you would have the ability to develop one of the, the various conversion strategies that we talk about on this show and that we provide information for. This one, Doug, I tell you, you really do want to sit down with somebody who knows what they're doing. Love to share this kind of a situation with you, give you some idea of the strategies that we employ. Make sure that you do it right. And, and my advice to you is you know, take advantage of this, this new way we have for booking appointments. Uh, text the word CONSULT 
to 555-888. And what we'll do is Nikki and I will sit down with you, Doug. We'll get an understanding about your situation, what's going to be the long-term tax implication in retirement, and what are the strategies that you can employ now to have a tax-free or tax-reduced retirement later on in life. At the very least, we're going to give you some great books, CDs, things like that that you can take home with you that you can study and you can learn from. So, you know, if you find yourself in these situations, these are all really great examples of the complexity of good planning. And sometimes when people try to do stuff like this on their own, they can make mistakes. Not saying you can't do it, but, you know, it is a bit more challenging than just, you know, maybe opening up an IRA account. So if you find yourself in cases like this, you can see as you get closer to retirement, you have a lot of irrevocable decisions you need to make. Let us sit down. Let us show you. Let's try to at least give you an idea of what our wealth coaching program can perhaps do for you. It might be able to save you a significant a lot of money in taxes. So text the word CONSULT to 555-8888. You're going to get my calendar. It's going to pop up. You pick the day that you want to come in for your appointment. Just give us a little bit of info as to who you are. Boom. We'll get in touch with you the following Monday. Make sure that um, you're on board. You know how to get to the office. We have several locations. We'll be happy to do that for you. So again, all you have to do is text the word CONSULT to 555-888. CONSULT, C-O-N-S-U-L-T. Text the word CONSULT to 555-888, and you'll be able to set up that time to meet right there on your phone or on your computer and uh, be able to come in and check uh, in with Dan and his team at Matson and Capril, serving Cincinnati and Dayton offices throughout the area. Don't forget, Dan's a certified financial planner, great staff around him as well. Your wealth coaches here in the area. Again, text the word CONSULT to 555-888. That's CONSULT to 555-888. Stay with us. Much more on the way on today's show. Coming up next here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Dan Capril is your local advisor in Cincinnati and Dayton. He's a certified financial planner and the person that you can turn to for guidance and advice in the financial world. His team has offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. Call to schedule a complimentary review of your retirement plan by dialing 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. If you need some wealth coaching, some time to discuss how you can better prepare for retirement, then call Dan and the team at Matson and Capril at 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Want more information about Dan Capril and the team at Matson and Capril? Visit us on the web by going to askdan.com. That's askdan.com. Well, it's time for Women in Wealth here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Again, by the way, if you want to get in touch and uh, especially if you want to set up a time to meet, uh, you can go ahead and schedule a complimentary review with Dan Capril, Nikki Early, and the team at Matson and Capril serving Cincinnati and Dayton. All you have to do is text the word CONSULT to 555-888. Again, text CONSULT to 555-888, and you can set up a time to meet with the team right there on your phone. But as I said, it's time for Women in Wealth here on the show. And, you know, we spend much of the time on this show discussing some of the common mistakes that investors make in today's uh, financial world. And so in today's Women in Wealth section, we're going to talk with financial advisor and coach Nikki Early and have her take us through uh, a number of myths that we see in the financial world, particularly as it relates to women. But first of all, let's say hello. Nikki, thanks for being here this week. Hello, Walter. Great to be here. Yeah, good to have you with us and uh, can't wait to jump in here. So based on your experience, Nikki, what are some of the more common mistakes you encounter that you think are hurting investors, particularly women investors? Well, one thing is that they pay too much attention to what the financial media tells us. The fact of the matter is there are no financial gurus out there. Nobody has a crystal ball. They don't know which stocks are gonna go up and which ones are gonna go down. Every once in a while, do they guess correctly? Certainly. But it's okay to be a little cynical. If we really thought that people knew, these financial gurus knew which stocks were gonna go up and which ones were gonna go down, would they tell us? Not likely. If you listen to the show often, you know that Dan and I believe that news is unpredictable. Most people probably do. And that markets react to news. 
you would therefore believe that markets are unpredictable. Really just holding and having a diversified portfolio with lots of different asset classes is your best bet. So the media is just something that a lot of us just, we latch on to too much. And it's a myth that you can successfully invest uh, from just following the media. A lot of people need to get that out of their heads. What other myths do you see, especially when it comes to women and wealth in the financial world? Well, another myth out there is that men are naturally better investors. There's actually some research that just recently came out of the University of Chicago's Booth School of Business that says otherwise. It tells us that relatively women are actually better investors. Now, why is that? We tend to be a little bit more calm and we possess a longer term outlook. So like looking back to 2008, 2009 at the financial crisis, men were more likely to trade. Um, women were tended to hold their portfolios in place and not react to what was going on with the financial crisis. Excessive trading can hurt. There are costs associated with excessive trading. Women tend to have a little bit more patience, which can be beneficial over the long term. We actually give our investments time to grow. And it's interesting when women, uh, that you say that, I wouldn't naturally think that men are better at investing, but I think there are some who would argue that. But I'm reminded of that uh, that, that commercial, uh, Mia Hamm and, and Michael Jordan, of the anything you can do, I can do better, I think was the, uh, was, was, was the tag <laughs> phrase. And I, I, that encapsulates yep. that pretty well. Uh, men not naturally better at investing than women. Okay, so so far we've learned that you know you can't have successful investing just from following the media. That's not going to lead you to the promised land. Also, men and women they're equal when it comes to investing. Maybe even women have the edge, according to uh, some of these metrics. What other myths do you see in the financial world that women should be aware of? Well, I think everyone thinks of risk as a really bad thing. The truth of the matter is, we need our money to grow. We have to outperform inflation and tax. Taxes. And fixed income and bonds can't necessarily do that for us. Historically, markets grow over time. Unfortunately, in the short term, when we see volatility like we're seeing now, it doesn't feel so good to be in those markets. And we tend to do what we know is not prudent and get out. We have to be willing to invest for the long term and endure the short term volatility that's going on in the markets. Now, bonds and fixed income, certainly they do have a place in your portfolio. We need to hold lots of different asset classes that allow our portfolios to grow. So interesting that you say that, Nikki, because so many times you might look at something on TV or particularly we can kind of poke fun at ourselves here being on the radio. But so many radio hosts out there, uh, you'll hear them on the weekends, probably other shows on some of the stations that uh, that you listen to here in the area. You know, don't take risk. You know, you need safety, flock to safety. But you're saying something that sounds counterintuitive to that message that's out there a lot of the time. Risk is not necessarily a bad thing. I guess it's all about the lens that you view it through. Absolutely, Walter. Okay, so that's uh, that's a, that's a good takeaway for me uh, in this conversation. Some of the different myths in the financial world that women in particular uh, are affected by or uh, need to pay attention to. You're listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle. Walter Storholt here with you alongside Nikki Early, financial advisor and coach at Matson and Capril, offices in Cincinnati and in the Dayton area as well. You can set up a time to meet by texting the word CONSULT to 555-888. Again, CONSULT, C-O-N-S-U-L-T. Text that word to 555-888. Nikki, what other myths do you see? Well, I think people believe that they can go out on the internet or talk to their friends and become excellent mm. financial analysts and advisors for themselves. Google your way to retirement, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. At best, any information there is a generalization. It certainly is not specific to your situation or your strategic planning. It's kind of like going out and diagnosing yourself on WebMD. (laughs) While there's lots of good information, I have seen signs in doctor's offices recently that say, don't confuse your Google search to my medical degree. And, you know, it's true. You just because you're reading a lot about investing doesn't necessarily make you a financial advisor. And if you're reading stock tips out there, think twice about taking them. Again, if anyone really knew what stocks were going to go up and which were going to go down, would they really tell you? And stay away from message boards. Just just, just don't even go to that next level, not even just the Google, but stay away from message boards. That'll lead you down a bad path too when it comes to speculation and gambling. But it's so funny you mentioned WebMD because I'm always on WebMD every time I've got some sort of ailment and it drives my wife, who's a nurse, 
just absolutely crazy because I'm just coming up with all sorts of possibilities. And uh, in the few moments we have remaining here, Nikki, what other myths or what's maybe one more good takeaway myth for people to uh, tuck in their back pocket or uh, really perk their ears up here on the show? I think people believe that successful investors don't get help. And that's not necessarily the case. There's study after study out there that show that investors that do it themselves, do-it-yourselfers, underperform their benchmarks. So what these studies are basically showing is that these investors that are out there doing it alone are maybe reacting to the news. Having a financial coach can keep us on track and remind us of our long-term strategies, our long-term goals, so that when we do see volatility in the markets, we're not reacting. We're not selling our portfolio when stocks are low, markets are low, and then jumping in when they're actually have recovered. So it's really important to work with a financial advisor and a team that can keep you on track, provide holistic advice, and then make you stick to it. So many uh, investors don't follow that kind of advice. They just, uh, I I often view us as kind of like fish. We see a shiny object and we go after it. We're looking for the quick solution. And sometimes it takes a little bit of homework, a little bit of planning. How easy is it for people to come in, meet with you, and uh, what's that process look like, uh, helping people get better prepared for their financial future? Well, first of all, they just need to text CONSULT to 555 888. It's a very easy process. They can set up a time to come in and see us. We'll get in touch with them, confirm the appointment. Um, really just come in, sit down and talk. Talk about what's important to them, what their retirement goals are, and then really look at a holistic view of their goals, their aspirations, what they want retirement to look like, and really build a plan around that. So again, all you've got to do is text the word CONSULT to 555 555- 888. That's 555-888. And you can set up a time to meet with the team at Matson and Capril right on your phone, on your computer, whatever device you might have. Text the word CONSULT to 555-888 and you'll get a link to where you can uh, set up a time to meet. Right there, you'll be able to see Dan and Nikki's calendar and set up a time here in the near future that's convenient for you. So if you're in Cincinnati, you're in Dayton, you're in one of the surrounding communities, this is your opportunity. Just text the word CONSULT to 555-888. That's 555-888. Text the word CONSULT. Nikki, thanks for your time as always today. We appreciate you filling us in on uh, some of the things that women need to be concerned about when it comes to their wealth and their money. Thank you, Walter. And again, we're going to join in with Dan Capril in a few moments, right back here on Solving the Financial Puzzle to continue today's show. Stay with us. Much more on the way. Want more information about Dan Capril and the team at Matson and Capril? Visit us on the web by going to askdan.com. That's askdan.com. Thanks for joining us on Solving the Financial Puzzle this week. Walter Storholt back with you alongside Dan Capril. 555-888, the number to text, and you just type into the word field, consult. Dan, it's time for story time. Uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to give you ask you a couple of different questions, and I want a story from you on each of these okay. questions. So uh, the best right. thing about radio, I think, is sharing stories. And we're going to do that here. Uh, First thing, tell us about someone who came to you in despair and left your office with peace of mind. Well, this may surprise people, but I only work with people who come to me in despair. (laughs) Uh, No, it's true. It's absolutely true. Um, And that's why I have a reputation as as, um, being difficult to hire because I look for that. Um, If somebody comes to my office completely logic-brained, and just wants to talk numbers and obviously has got a firm grip of his financial situation or her financial situation and wants to really get into a lot of those details, very rarely will we take that person on as a client. And the simple reason for that is because the reason you work with someone like me, the reason you work with someone who's going to coach you through your financial life is because you do have some worry. You do have some issues and concern. You have some pain about your financial situation. And I want to hear about that. And if you're like, you know, no, no, everything's good. I just want more information. Well, Google it. I mean, if you Google investments, I, I, I can only guess there's probably 10 million different things that'll, that'll come up. There's plenty of books. In fact, I'll give you a couple of books. But when we have someone come to us and say they're scared, they're frustrated, they feel like a failure, they're worried. Um, these are the things that I'm looking for. And the reason I'm looking for them is, is not because I'm trying to take advantage of people's pain. No, I want to alleviate that pain. 
But I know that when people have that type of pain, then they're going to be willing to take action to solve the pain. When the pain gets so bad that we can't go on any further, well, that's when a coach can help you. But if you're feeling perfectly fine, well, then why come see me? I can't guide you. You're fine. You know, I'll ask someone a question. I'll say, listen, on a scale of 1 to 10, where 10, you sleep like Bill Gates, and 1, you don't sleep at all, as it relates to your financial situation, where are you? And if they say a 9, great, listen, it was nice meeting you, good luck. You don't need me. If you're a 4, if you're a 5, if you're a 6, yeah, yeah, we can help. And it's all about first getting an understanding about why you're worried, why you're scared, and then developing a strategy to, to implement it. And every step along the way, I'm always asking them, if we do this, is this going to help you? Is this going to help get over some of that worry? Is that going to help get over some of that pain? So I, wanna, I only want to work with people that are in pain. And the simple reason is not because I'm trying to exploit that pain. No, no, no. I'm not a, I'm not a cruel person. I'm trying to alleviate it. And most people have it. It's just some aren't willing to, to open up and share. And if we can do that, if we can overcome some of these fears and concerns, then you're going to be less likely to make bad financial decisions. Because you make bad financial decisions usually because you're in pain. You're scared. You're worried. And um, it leads you to act when perhaps you should or act in a bad way. So... Um, Everybody that comes to us who ultimately we work with usually has some real big worry, and that's when I think we can be a big help to them. So those are the folks who are coming in to meet with you. You want to meet with them who uh, they have some despair in their life, especially when it comes to in their financial life. You're able to help solve those problems. Uh, Dan, as we have different stories, I'm sure that you're seeing all the time. What about somebody who came in to meet with you and they had a complete misunderstanding of what their investments were designed to do and then how you educated them and uh, got them on the straight and narrow? Now, again, that's, that's almost everybody we see as well because most people buy a bunch of products. They just buy stuff. There's no real thought about what they have, what it's designed to do. You know, they think if I own a lot of different things, I'm going to be diversified. And very often, because of the work we do, our portfolio MRI study that we put on, on their net worth, we show them sometimes you've got nothing but redundancy. And you've got six mutual funds that are all buying the same exact products. There's no real strategy for giving you income. There's no real strategy for minimizing volatility. So our whole approach is to look at that. So when we've had people come in, um, that's usually what motivates the worry. They go, you know, I, I got my portfolio. It's going up. It's going down. I want to retire. I, I'm really concerned. I don't really think I have a plan here at all. I just think I have a bunch of stuff. Hopefully, they've, they've reached that realization. Again, if they tell me, well, you know, I made 12% last year and I want to see what you can do to help me make 14%, can't help you. Can't help you. Markets are unpredictable. I can't, you know, your, your guess is as good as mine what's going to be hot for this coming year. But the approach that we, we take with all of our clients is to give you an analysis that goes far deeper than what you've likely have done before. You know, I'm going to show you not only what are your costs of investing, I'm going to show you what your internal turnovers are. I'm going to also show you how active management has probably hurt you stock picking, market timing. Some people don't even realize they're doing it because they're not doing any buying and selling, but the products that they're buying are doing a lot of that. So it's very important that you have a level of education applied to what you're doing. And too often people are completely unaware about what they've got. And, and we do a great job. Well, we try very hard to give them that level of insight that they can help them going forward. Now, Dan, can you tell us about a time where someone thought they were in great shape, but you discovered that really wasn't the case, and you had to have that difficult conversation with them? I'm sure they appreciated that conversation, but yeah. had to have the tough talk. Yeah, no, it's it's a hard one. Um, I'll give you one specific instance where a gentleman came to see me twice. He came to see me uh, the first time seven years before he saw me the second time. When he saw me the first time, we made it very clear to him what he had to do to retire successfully. And we also told him not only how we recommended his portfolio be allocated, but more importantly, how much money he should spend. Now, he came to see me about seven years later. He had, about, he had less than half the money he had when he first came to see me. And, of course, I was looking to see what he had implemented consistent with what we had recommended seven years ago. And he hadn't implemented any of it. But even worse, his spending habits were twice what we had recommended. Now, he thought that he had a returns problem. He thought the problem was the way his portfolio was allocated, that it was, it was problematic for him. 
and he didn't. He had a spending problem. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think his portfolio definitely could have been better, but that was not the primary issue. The primary issue was he was not being coached on a regular basis on how much money he should have. So here is a gentleman pushing, I think he was probably 78 now at this, at this point in time, and he was going to have to sell his home, and he was going to have to move into an apartment, and he was going to have to dramatically reduce his lifestyle. And because otherwise he was due to, at his current strategy, he was due to run out of money in about four years. And his wife's response is, I thought we'd have at least 10. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, God willing, you're going to live longer than 10. But that, it was tough. It was very tough. Uh, he walked out of my office a sad man. Now, having said that, at least he took the steps from that point forward to make sure that he didn't run out. Now, his life from that point was going to be a lot different. But, you know, one of my commitments is I'm going to tell you what I think you should do even when you don't want to hear it. In fact, especially when you don't want to hear it. My job is to give you the truth. My job is to be, you know, right out in front. I'll do it nicely. I do it with a smile. Um, but I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to tell you that, you know, there's only going to be good years ahead or anything like that. We're going to be very upfront. We're going to use very sophisticated models. We're going to use very sophisticated research. We're going to be extremely pragmatic. We are optimists. I mean, I do feel strongly that over time, life is good. Um, but when you're retired, the year-to-year -year returns are huge. And if you're going to pay to do an analysis and not implement it, well, now you understand why we're a little bit more difficult to work with than we were maybe seven that when that uh, gentleman first came to see me. Because back then, I would just give him a plan. Now, if I'm not absolutely convinced that this person is serious and wants to implement this plan and has a lot of concerns and worries, we're not going to work with them because I'm not all about, I'm not about writing prescriptions that you're not going to fill. I'm all about writing prescriptions that you fill them and then help you monitor you so that if there are side effects, you get through those as well. Again, we're talking with Dan Capril here on Solving the Financial Puzzle, some of the different stories that Dan has seen over the years. And uh, that's always an interesting scenario to look at when somebody comes in thinking they're in great shape and you've got to have that difficult conversation. Lastly, Dan, one more story. Uh, how about someone who was originally very skeptical about working with a financial advisor, maybe a, a do-it-yourselfer or just somebody right. who didn't trust financial advisors, but now they're glad to have you in their life? Well, that's definitely the right word is trust. Uh, trust is difficult. Trust is not something that just comes. It either exists or it doesn't. It's a lot like love. There's no, like I've always said, my wife could never logically explain to her parents why she wanted to marry me. Um, they could come up with reasons why she shouldn't. That's <laughs> true. But um, she could never logically you know, come up with one, and you can't. And it's the same thing when it comes to the issue of trust. No, I think of one client in particular who kept in touch with us for over a year, wouldn't hire us talked, shared information, etc. But she had been through some very difficult times in her life. And trust was hard for her. She admitted it. It really was. And, uh, you know, 15 years later now, we're still working together. And we've been through up markets and down markets and, and all that. And um, we're very close today. And it means a lot to me that she was willing to have an open mind. This is a big reason why the approach that we take with clients is more of a pay-as-you-go. You know, we don't believe in, um, in when it comes to the investments in, in high-commission products or anything like that. We like to put our clients, when we can, in non-commissionable-type strategies where they pay as they go. They pay a fee. They pay it ongoing. And that way, if at some point in time they change their mind, there's, there's no regret. There's no back-ended surrender charges or that and more importantly gives us the opportunity to earn their trust over time to continue to provide them with service to show them that we really do take our fiduciary responsibility um, very um, highly we, we, we take it because we feel very strongly that we need to put their interest first and we're, we make that commitment legally we make that commitment so um, we want people to understand that but you know what if you are not capable of trusting somebody that does not make you a bad person it just means that you need to find a way to get the information that you need in a, in a manner that's comfortable to you. There have been examples where people are too easily, they, they too easily trust. I mean, we saw that with Bernie Madoff and people like that. So, you know, as a great man once said, trust but verify. But um, it's okay to be skeptical. In fact, I want you to be skeptical. I will spend a lot of time in our first meeting discussing reasons why you wouldn't want to hire me. And people think that's crazy. But no, it's not. 
If there are things that are going to prevent us from having a long-term productive relationship, I want to know them now. I want to know them in the very first meeting. So if you've been burned by a past financial advisor, I want to talk about that. If you have an objection to to, um, a planning fee, I want to talk about that. If you um, have a current advisor that you're, you're not sure if you want to leave, we need to talk about this. I want to know all the potential things in the very first meeting that could affect our relationship going long term. And if it's not a good fit, I'm going to be the first one to tell you that. And I think that candor sometimes in and of itself brings trust because people understand that, you know, I've always said, look, we don't make enough money from one client to ever do it wrong. Uh, We want relationships with clients that they will um, last for many, many years. So that when we have to do the difficult things in life, like meet with your children after you've passed or meet with your spouse after you've passed, that you feel very comfortable knowing that we're going to take care of things for you. And sadly, we have a lot of experience in doing that. And I say sadly because it hurts us when, when we lose clients when they pass. But it's just a fact of life, and I know it's a big reason why they hire us. Let me give you a great way to get a hold of us. Um, you know, If you've got a cell phone, text the word CONSULT, C-O-N-S-U-L-T, CONSULT to 555-888. Now, when you do that, what's going to happen is my calendar is going to pop up. And all you're going to need to do is pick a day you want to meet. And then we're going to send you a confirmation. You're in. We'll sit down. We're going to get a clear understanding of your situation. I'm literally going to ask you the first question, what would make this a great meeting for you? You will drive the process. And if there's a fit, great. If there's not, we're going to part as friends. You're not going to have to hide if you run into me at the grocery store or anything like that. No, but we're going to work with you in a way that I'm confident you're going to find is different. And I think if we take that approach, I do think to whatever extent we can achieve ongoing peace of mind, I think this is going to be a big step in that direction. So again, text the word CONSULT to 555-888. We're very low key. We don't bite. And again, that's texting the word CONSULT to 555-888 to get on the calendar. You'll get that link and you'll be able to get in touch right away. 555-888, text the word CONSULT to 555-888. Now, if you don't have a smartphone, because the link that comes to you would take you to the the webpage where you you sign up for that one-on-one meeting, you can also call for a complimentary review as well. And you do that by dialing 844-QUIZ-DAN. 844-784-9326. That's 844-784-9326. Don't want to leave those of you out who might not have a smartphone. Stay with us. Coming up next on the show, it's Tales from the Tax Side, one of our favorite parts of the program. That's up next here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Lurking in the shadows and hiding in every investable asset, there is no escaping from... Tales from the Tax Side with Dan Caprill. Time for Tales from the Tax Side here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Walter Storholt and Dan Caprill with you today. Time for a good story. And uh, the headline that Dan sent me this week is Men, Boys, Price, Toys. What is uh, what is this week's story on Tales from the Tax Side, Dan? We're going to talk about Ferraris. Now, Ooh, admittedly, okay. I'm, not, I'm not much of a car guy. I yeah. got some friends who are. But um, it amazes me how much some of these classic cars can go for. A 1957 335S Spider Scaglietti. That's a Ferrari. $35.8 million if it's in good shape. Ooh. Yeah. Can you imagine that? I mean, what's the, what's the insurance on a $35 million car? <laughs> anyway, there's a family out of um, France called the, um, the Bardonin family. And um, the, uh, the patriarch of the family, Pierre, was a leather goods heir. Uh, his family's company, uh, among many things, made the uh, bomber jackets for the U.S. Air Force. So at a very young age, he had this love for Ferraris, very wealthy guy, and he collected over 70 of these things over, over time. And as he was getting older, you know, he would start to uh, sell them. He even had a, at his uh, chateau, he had his own two-mile racetrack in a car museum. So he really had, for a car lover, I, I think he had it better than Jay Leno has it. Um, because he could just go out and, and just you know drive fast as, as much as he wanted. But he died in 2012. And uh, at that point in time, as, as his estate was preparing uh, for estate tax purposes, what you need to understand is that when you die, the federal government gets to look at your estate. And if it's too big, they want a piece of the action. Now, it wasn't that long ago. If your estate was over $600,000, they wanted a piece of the action. So, I mean, if you owned a life insurance policy on yourself for a million dollars, 
you actually had an estate tax problem. Now, today, thankfully, they've increased that. It's now up to about $5.5 million, 5.45 to be exact. Now, the um, Pierre Bardonin is from France, so the French look at it a little bit differently. Um, they, they'll tax at a slightly different rate. But uh, when his uh, lawyers put together the whole plan, they said, well, we think these 20 cars are worth $70 million. Well, the French government decided, you know, we're going to audit. Uh, they came up, they think the collection's worth more, li- more like $200 million. And of course, if you're in the U.S., if you've got $200 million, well, you're going to get to keep the first 5.45 free of federal state taxes. Everything else is going to get taxed at a flat 40%. So what something is worth needs to be determined. Now, I don't expect too many of our listeners necessarily to have a bunch of Ferraris. But you will have things that are not clear what they're worth, and the biggest one is art. Art is an interesting animal. You know, art is clearly worth only what somebody's willing to pay for it. And as you may know, if the artist dies, the value of the paintings just went up. I've seen a lot of examples where people, you know, they've had a painting in their family for years. They know it's worth something, but they don't really give it a whole lot of thought. And then suddenly, because of whatever happens in the news, whatever the case might be, there's a huge demand for that. And they're sitting on a $10 million painting they were completely unaware of. Now, the average person in the United States does not have an estate tax problem. But the average person in the United States does have a tax problem with death. And the simple reason is because if you've got things like 401ks, IRAs, and you die, those things are still going to get taxed. And if your heirs aren't savvy, they may pay far more in taxation than they should. Now, you throw into it things like a family farm or you throw into it things like art. If you own life insurance, you know, if you own the policy, if you own the policy and you've got a $5 million policy, guess what? You've got a $5 million estate. So first of all, it's very important you understand what the rules are. It's very important that you understand what you've got. And then secondly, you owe it to yourself and your family to develop strategies in place to minimize this taxation. Because sadly, what happens time and time again is the assets that cause the estate tax problem, they often have to be sold to pay the estate tax. Uh, We saw that many years ago with um, NFL teams. A lot of teams, particularly that came over from the old American Football League, they were truly started from scratch. I mean, they had a cost basis of zero. And as a result, owners had to sell their, well, their families had to sell their teams. Uh, The Miami Dolphins was was a great example. I mean, the sad thing about Miami Dolphins is their owner, Joe Robbie, actually, he didn't go to the federal, the, the local taxpayer to build his stadium. He built it with his own money and investors' money. Well, he dies. He now has his family has this huge federal estate tax problem, and they have to sell the team. And the team's been owned a couple of times uh, since then. So you want to know what you have. And whether it be the fact that you're going to pay tax at death, whether it be the fact that you've got so much money in what I like to call the ticking tax time bomb accounts, 401ks, IRAs, 403bs, that are going to get taxed heavily when you're in retirement. And if tax rates go up, you're going to be taxed even more. You owe it to yourself to develop a strategy to minimize that. Now, I'm not saying you can avoid tax entirely. I am suggesting, though, you may be able to pay less with good legal strategies. There's over 70,000 pages in the federal tax code. There's a lot of things that you can do that you may not be doing. I mean, I like to make a comment. I still have yet to meet a small business owner who isn't paying more in taxes than he should. And I don't blame the CPA. The CPA industry as a whole is not des- has not designed itself. It could, but more and more that I see, they're not designed to do what I would call proactive tax planning. Uh, really what they do is they do re- what I call reactive tax filing. You did this, you owe this. So planning is something that's done continuously. Filing is something that's done once a year, like this time of the year. Um, Planning is done every single day. You're looking for opportunities. You're making structural changes, et cetera. So you're to yourself to find out um, what that's all about. We have a lot of different tools, a lot of information that we can send clients. Uh, we have something called a retirement rescue toolkit that we can send people. But learn more about these issues because obviously when you're dead, there's nothing you can do. Your family goes into it thinking they're going to ha- get X, and now they find out Uncle Sam is going to be the biggest inheritor of your estate. And it's tragic. It, it can really rip families apart. So if you want to learn more about how taxes are affecting you in ways you may not know, uh, we've developed something pretty cool. It's, um, it's what I call my retirement rescue toolkit. And in there is a number of, of CDs and books that are on the subject of tax-free retirement. In fact, I did, a, I did an audio CD 
called tax-free retirement. And I'd love to send it to you. And if you want it, all you have to do in this time is you're going to you're going to text the word retire to 555-888. Text the word retire to 555-888 and what's going to happen is you're going to then get a screen that's going to ask you to give us your contact information, your address, where do we mail this to? And then what you're going to get is a is a box that's going to be full of great stuff, but the I really think the most powerful thing in that in this box is going to be this audio CD where I'm going to explain some of these situations that people are faced with, the, the dilemmas that we're faced with down the road as our national debt continues to grow, and what are the steps that you can do to lower your taxes, uh, if not now, then later in retirement, so that your taxes are not only lower on perhaps your retirement savings, but there are steps that maybe we can do to prevent you from ever having to pay taxes on your Social Security benefits. So the way you get my Retirement Rescue Toolkit, which will get into tax-free retirement and things like that, is to text the word RETIRE to 555-888. A lot of listeners have done it. Um, we're getting great response. And I would recommend that you do likewise because they're very good tools. And um, we've worked very hard to repair them in a way that will help people understand some of the challenges that they're faced with now, later in life, and then ultimately at death when their estate is, is trying to be settled. So again, text the word RETIRE, 555-888. We'll then, you'll then a little screen will pop up. It'll say, just give us your mailing address. We'll ship the information out to you. Again, that's uh, texting the word RETIRE to 555-888, and you'll get that tax-free retirement report and the other resources that come along with it. That's texting the word RETIRE to 555-888. Always enjoy our stories on Tales from the Tax Side. Dan, before we wrap up for the week, we always like to give away uh, at least one book to our listeners. What's this week's book giveaway? Actually, this week I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm okay. actually going to give away a report, a report that we created called The Seven Biggest Mistakes People Make When They Work With a Financial Advisor. And so to whoever sent us the best question of the week, we're going to send you this report. It's seven things that we've looked at over the years that we think that people make mistakes when they work with financial advisors. Sometimes they think they're getting something that's very comprehensive. They're not. Sometimes I go to a dinner thinking, okay, I'm going to learn something. And, you know, what you don't know is that a lot of these times, all of these advisors, their goal is to just get one of you to buy a high commission sales product or a high commission um, investment product or, or insurance product, I should say and ultimately uh, give them enough commission to not only pay for your dinner, but everybody else in the room. So the seven biggest mistakes people make when they when they hire a financial advisor, it's, it's a useful report. We've put a lot of time into this, and um, I'd love to send it to all of our listeners. And so just go to quizdan.com. You can click on there. You can just say, send me the seven biggest mistakes report, or even better, ask a question, uh, whatever's on your mind. And uh, we'll answer your question for you, and uh, we'll get you out a copy of the free report, The Seven Biggest Mistakes People Make When They Hire a Financial Advisor. Again, go to quizdan.com and ask your question. That's quizdan.com. If you have a smartphone, you can text the word CONSULT to 555-888. That's texting the word CONSULT to 555-888, and you'll immediately get a link to Dan and his team's calendar where you can sign up for your complimentary review. So text the word CONSULT to 555-888 or call 844 844- quiz dan that's how you can get in touch always exciting to hear about the new things that are going on at matson and capril making it easier to plan for your financial future so if you're here in cincinnati if you're in dayton you're in one of the surrounding communities this is the team to turn to to make sure that you have the best financial plan in place text the word consult to 555-888 or call 844 quiz dan to set up your time to meet Dan, thanks for the time this week. Greatly appreciated as always. And, uh, oh yeah, happy birthday to you as well. Well, thank you, Walter. And uh, everybody, have a great week. Looking forward to talking to you next week. All right. uh, Thanks so much for joining us on this week's show. That's going to do it for us. And we will talk to you again next time. Same time, same place here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Until then, have a great week. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Dan Capril is an investment advisor representative of MPM Wealth Advisors and Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC. Both firms are registered investment advisors. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a private policy statement for either firm, 
Call 800-353-7923.